I just love that intro music. It gets me started every time when I hear it playing in my head. Sometimes I'm just driving down the road and going, doom, 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 doom. anyway, glad to have you join with us today. I'm Pastor Mike along with Rick Salcedo here on the Red River Rising uh, podcast. And, uh, look, you're in for it. You, if you didn't listen to the last one, you need to listen to part one of God's love language. Come back and now listen to part two uh, after you, you get the first little bit. But Rick, I tell you what, bring us up to speed, if you will. Sure. Um, so we're talking about God's love language and forgiveness is God's love language. And a, a language is how you express something. And so how do you express love? Well, that's what a love language is, how you express that love. And God, one of the ways he does that is he, he expresses his love to us and to all humanity through forgiveness. And we talked about human forgiveness uh, being the decision to release the anger and bitterness in your heart because somebody offended you. doesn't mean you, you forget what they did or reconcile with them, you know. And then we talked right. about, and, and as you pointed out, we do that for self. Right. We do right. that so our soul isn't eat, eaten up by bitterness. But God's forgiveness involves forgetting and reconciling the offender because the punishment was already paid by Jesus. Now, God didn't do that for his self. Right. You know, he, he, this is out of the God kind of love of unselfish concern for the well-being of others. This is where he really fulfills that last part of that definition of love that you talked about. Uh, last time the, and i'm just going to read that last bit it said unselfish the definition of love was unselfish loyal and benevolent concern for the well-being of another mm-hmm. this is where god fulfilled that and that is in his forgiveness god really didn't benefit a whole lot out of that i mean he did that we're reconciled back to him but that's not i mean look at the the price that was paid for that god's forgiveness or ability to forgive was all on our behalf for our benefit for our benefit yeah what love man yeah. I'm, that's just uh, mind-blowing if you yeah. think about it now i'm sure it, it brings god joy to forgive oh, and yeah. to and to see somebody repent unto forgiveness yeah um but it you know if that did not occur he's still the sovereign god ruling over all creation that's right that's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and you've got a, uh, you've got a verse down here that I, that I liked with that too, because that is, there's only one way for that forgiveness to happen. And, uh, you know, we talked about John three sixteen being the love that, that God had for us, but mm-hmm. just because God loves us doesn't mean that there's an automatic forgiveness there. Right. It has to be asked for. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, pastor has told us many, many times and we're talking, you know, if we talk about the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit is a gentleman. That's, Part of the Godhead, one of three. God is a gentleman in the same way. He's not going to force himself upon us. And uh, you have to ask for things. And that forgiveness piece from God is that you have to ask for it. And you've got it right here, First John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and read that for me, Rick. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will, fig- and f- will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Uh, how simple is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is really, but there's a level of humility that has to come with that. That's to say, Lord, you know, I need that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I need your love language expressed to me. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and I think the, when it says confess, it's more than just admitting. Oh, absolutely. You need that changed heart. Right. You know, um, I heard, uh, years and years ago, a visiting preacher, you know, his, uh, message was sorry's not good enough. 
That's pretty good. And, um, you know, we love to say sorry, but then we're right back in the mess. Yeah. You know, and his whole point was there's got to be a changed heart, a changed life, repentant, a turning away from that sin. That's exactly right. In order to fully receive forgiveness. Otherwise, you just kind of go through the motion. Right. Right. I think about my kids. They do that. Hmm. <laughs> you know, they get caught doing something. Sorry, dad. That's right. Sorry, dad. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and they're right back at it when you turn you around. <laughs> and then you're like, well, you're grounded for two weeks. What? What do you mean two weeks? Yeah. You know, but I said I was sorry. <laughs> you know, and then you're right. And then you, then I, okay. Well, you know what? All right, I ground you for two days. What happens in two days? They do the same thing again. Right. You're yeah. right. It's got to be more than just a statement of, of fact. Mm-hmm. It has to be a conviction of heart. Yeah. Uh, I love this next one in Lamentations chapter three, verse 23. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. That's right. And, and I was thinking about that. Now you have young kids, right? I do. Have there ever been a day where maybe in the evening you, you just had a rough day and you're worn out and then you go home and they're just running you ragged? You know, don't make me lie. <laughs> don't ever ask me a question. I'm going to have to lie to. Of course that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's happened to me too. Right. And, and you just can't wait for bedtime. It's like, Oh, I can finally get yeah. some peace and quiet. Their bedtime. Right. Let me go ahead and be, yeah. Their bedtime. Their bedtime. That's and right. so you send them to bed and then a couple hours later, it's time for you. To, to go to bed, but you check in on on the little kids and right. you just see them sleep in their peaceful little angels. Yeah. And then suddenly all that aggravation just evaporates. That's right. And it's replaced with joy and peace. And you're just like, you know, you're all mush inside. You're right. You know, and, and I wonder if since God's mercies are fresh every morning, if he experiences that, I'm a- you know, whether you're a one year old toddler or an 80 year old person. Right. When you're sleeping, God looks down on you at night and goes, oh, what a precious little angel. Right. Right. And then suddenly, you know, all that frustration we caused him just evaporates out of his heart. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine. I mean, I, you know, and I love my children. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I said, like, we're not capable of having the same God love. Mm-hmm. We mimic it. We try to come as close as we can with that. But the love that God had for us has for us is just a supernatural love, you mm-hmm. know? And I, so I can only imagine when I look at my kids, how much I love them. Yeah. And you're right. Even though they aggravate me, I can only imagine how, what is God really, you know, when he yeah. looks at us with our finite minds, we, we can't comprehend. No, we can't comprehend it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, and that's why we just praise because sometimes we don't even know mm-hmm. what to do. Sometimes yeah. I'm so in love with God that I don't even know how to express it. Right. But I just raise my hands and I sing a, the song as loud as I can, or yeah. I, I shed the tears. And that's yeah. a lot of time while we're worshiping for me personally, that's why tears fall. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're tears of joy, really, of the love I have for God, but that I can't express. It's just overwhelming. Yeah. You know, for yeah. That. We, we, we love God as best we can, but we, we are not capable of loving Him as He deserves no, to yeah. be loved. That's exactly right. And we can't comprehend His love for us. And that's where, you know, the words, uh, we marvel at His love. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just amazed that's right. at His love and His grace. Thank God. Thank God. So I encourage you, listen to me. If you're out there listening to this and hopefully somebody has shared this with somebody who's not saved, I got to, you know, share these podcasts with people like this, share it on your, your Twitter, on your Facebook, whatever it is, get the word out there. It's not because of me and Rick, because trust me, Rick and I have a lot of inadequacies, but God's word is what's powerful and strong. And that's what we're talking about here is God's forgiveness. And I have such a desire for people to know that it's not the end of the world for them. It's not that they don't, they could come out from underneath that rock of shame Mm 
that they can get out from under the, that, that heavy load of self-burden that, you know, we, you are good enough. You, you know what? Just you. God made you wonderfully precious in his sight. He wants you to, to reconcile with him. Mm-hmm. And that if you just have that confession with a true, true change of heart with it, I'm telling you, you'll experience joy like you've never had. Mm-hmm. Joy unspeakable mm-hmm. is what you would get. Now, you have a passage here you you want to read for us that demonstrates forgiveness as God's love language. I do. I do. And it, it's taken out of Matthew. And um, it's a pretty common uh, story in the Bible here but um, that people have read. But it really is good. And I, I think it expresses it um, in good detail for us here. So we're going to start. It's Matthew chapter 18. And uh, we're going to start at verse 21, and we're going to go through 35. And, folks, just hold on, because as we're going through this, I'm sure Rick and I are probably going to stop and interject some points of thoughts as we're going through, uh, so on and so forth. And I encourage you, too, to be thinking about it yourself as we're going through it and reading it. Uh, come up with your own points of interest here that, you know, we can read the same passage a hundred times, and the hundred and one time, God will give us new revelation on something. Uh, that's a beautiful part of God's living word, but. Anyway, uh, we're going to start in, uh, in uh, like I said, Matthew 18, verse 21, and it starts out, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven times now here's what i pointed out right away to to me with peter i love how we're always looking for like the a boundary or a limit well how far do we have to go with this god yeah <laughs> you know and then, and then i get to treat that rascal like he deserves that's right that's <laughs> a, come on yeah and, and and you'd be lying i'd be lying if we didn't ever say that prayer lord just uh, you said vengeance is yours, Lord. I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and here's how I want you to <laughs> right. execute it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, if you'll just handle this, then I won't have to forgive them, God. Just go ahead and do what you got to do. You know, and uh, but but it is. We're you know we have that same aspect in life. How much more do we have to go? Where's my breaking point with this? What are we supposed to get? You know, and Jesus answers back to him, and it's not about the numerical right. Count. Basically, his answer was continually. That's exactly right. (laughs) It had nothing to do with, you know, break out your pen and pad and let's see, you know, start your multiplication here and and see. Now, once you hit that threshold, you're off the hook. That's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus is telling him. He's saying, hey, look, man, hey, it's not about the, the, the matter of time. It's that you are. You're supposed to continually do this. It's a really good point. But Jesus continues on there in verse 23. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So what Jesus starts doing here is he's going to explain to Peter how this plays out and what we should be looking at as forgiveness when it comes to God and then forgiving others who have done wrong to us. And I think it's a great uh, way that Jesus put this here, too. So uh, anyway. Uh, verse 24 says, as he began, began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will repay back, and I will pay back everything. Now I'm going to stop right here. There's a key thing that happened with this servant. Number one, the debt was too much for him to repay. 
Number one, right off the bat, the servant realized that once it was tallied up, once he saw his debt, because sometimes we don't even know what our debt is to God. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't, why do we need to be forgiven if we don't know that we've done anything wrong? What, what, what's against us that we have to be forgiven for? So until we recognize that there's that sin load that we hold, it really, mm-hmm. there's no reason for repentance. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, and then he also discovered that he his life was about to be experienced destruction mm-hmm. because chances are when they got sold into slavery, they weren't necessarily going to be sold as a family unit. Sure. So, you know, gone his wife, gone his children into a life of, of slavery, hardship and slavery because of his actions. Right. So that kind of parallels, you know, uh, eternal destruction. So once the servant realized the debt that he had to pay was too great for him to pay and that the, the, the only way that it could be paid according to, you know, the, 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 the qualification here, the, the terms set out was that everything. So he was going to go back. You're right to absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So he fell down on his face with this. Now that's another good point. He didn't just kind of casually said, ah, well, what do you think about this? Hey, let's, let's hit the negotiation table between you and me, God. How about you sit there and I sit here and I'm willing to budge this far if you're willing to budge this far. That's not what this happened at all. No. This servant hit, I mean, hit the ground. Yeah. 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 He realized he had no recourse but to appeal to the mercy of the, of the king. That's exactly right. All right. We'll, we'll pick back up here at verse 26. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will be, and I will pay back everything. Verse 27 says, the servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Now, we talked about a, a true repentive heart earlier. I think that's what we see here. That's what Jesus is expressing, that the servant's master saw the true repentive heart in him of asking for that forgiveness. Would you agree with that, Rick? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure when he left, he was, he was determined to repay his debt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a love and adoration that just came out of that. Just realizing all that he had, all that, that, that he had to pay back was just canceled out. Can you imagine? I, I, sometimes I get stressed out enough, right? If you have some bills come in sometimes that you're going, man, how am I going to pay all these bills? <laughs> you mm, know, yeah. how, how am I going to do this? Or, or your rent comes due and, and you're thinking, man, I've got to pay rent and I don't have the rent today. How is this going to happen? And then just think about it. What if somebody just showed up and said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and write you a check. Matter of fact, I'm just going to pay off your mortgage today. Yeah. Just, I want to do that for, I'm going to write off your, I'm, here it is. Now, what kind of appreciation would you have for that individual? Yeah. I mean, just, you'd have adoration for them. I can't believe you're doing this one. You know, right. when we realize there's a real need, go ahead, Rick, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, he, he, he probably realized he was at his wits end. Yeah. He had no recourse and he, you know, he was begging him. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to pay you back. Just yeah. be patient with me. Give me time. That's right. And, and, you know, God who is able to do far exceedingly than what we think or ask. Sure. You know, the master said, look, I wipe away all your debt. Yeah. And I love how quickly it was done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, really, I mean, that's a, the, the, the one little verse here. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt and let him go. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, well, I'm going to let you go. But now if you get in debt again, yeah. don't come back to me. 
Right. You know, or I'm going to give you a six month probationary right. period. Yeah. And then at the end of that, you can come back and let's see how well you're doing. And if you qualify, then I'll go ahead and forgive it permanently. Yeah. It was nothing like that. It was very simple. It was just mm-hmm. a quick, done, easy. You're forgiven. Move on. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what God does with us too. Look, it's not a drawn out period when God forgives us. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, I, I, the, I've heard this. Well, I wasn't sure if I was saved. You know, uh, well, uh, were you, did you mean it in your heart? Or is it a true conviction? Well, yeah. Well, then God, God forgave you. Right. Don't let your own self beat up. You don't have to keep coming back yeah. to God over and over again. Well, look at Job. You yeah. know, when God confronted Job and Job confessed that he misspoke about God and falsely accused God and that he was sorry and he was repentant and admitted, you know, I know nothing at all. I spoke foolishly. Yeah. God instantly forgave him. Because it wasn't a moment later he was using Job as a priest to intercede on behalf of Job's friends who also misspoke and falsely accused God. But they didn't admit it to God, so they had to do animal sacrifices to cover that sin. Exactly right. But with Job, it was a repentant heart and a confession that got his sin forgiven. That's right. That's right. Well, Rick, we've looked at the very first part of this story here. There's more to go, but I think this is actually a really good stopping point here for us for today. Uh, because what we're going to see now is what happens with that servant after he was forgiven so easily. Yes. Now, what does he do in return, right? And right. that's what we're going to look at next time. Yep. And until then, uh, thank you for joining in, and we look forward to being with you next time. And until then, uh, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Amen.